Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. And yes, we are here on Easter weekend going full bore into what is the real truth out there in the, in the country of our birth, America, as all these Americans are on our list. So it's really good to have you on here. And we, wa- we were talking about taxes and how the taxes have been uh, definitely pushed on all of us for the sake of making money, but also to make you poor. I brought up the point that, and I don't know if any of you were on before, but it, uh, about the fact of where the money's now, they're squishing the money. They, they've got the food, as I said, on the shelves being less and less stocked. They supposedly only have on the premise, quote unquote, three days supply of food. So if an emergency happens, they're cleaned out within the one day. If you are in your hometown, go to your local grocery store this weekend and see how stacked the shelves are. If they're already pretty empty on Friday, you know they're not stacking it for the weekend. The other thing that they're doing is your money. The money they want you to have, no cash. They definitely are going to turn off your credit card. Because we are a credit country now. Before in 1930s, when we had, pardon me, had the crash, the people weren't as hard off. They were hard off, but they did not have the credit cards. They didn't have all the high credits. They didn't have all the things we've been taught to get in the last hundred years almost. And we have the Um, They did not have some of the crazy stuff we have going on today. So fast forward to today where you go to your ATM and withdraw money, which they have reduced down to, I I remember they did this 10, 15, 20 years ago. You could only get $200 out. Well, that's still true now. But if they shut off the ATMs, you will get nothing. Your credit cards will not work at the stores. Your bank will have its door closed. And that's the next thing I found out, that these local commercial banks will be closing in the future, and they'll be doing all the banking out of central banks. I'll send you these articles because I think it behooves you to see it from someone who has been really studying this for 30-plus years and has called some of the stuff that has gone on, he's called it what it was, and it happened. And it is happening right now. Any money you have in your bank account, go in and withdraw. 
Cash will be king. Your gold and silver will be king. What value your king? Well, uh, let me finish this point, Patty, okay. and then I'll get your question. Okay. Any time your cash and have cash, they can plummet it to worthless. So be prepared to have something in your house, a lot of your stuff in your house, to be tradable items so that you can trade for food. The other thing is that your coinage, the silver and gold, and that's been a fraud, but have that on hand. Also, buy bulk food. Do not buy these little boxes. The little boxes will go in one meal. But if you have bulk and you have a way to not store it in the basement, but store it so it doesn't look like food, then you'll have some food. The other thing is to you do need to prepare, and you need to be ready to work with other people. This is important. Go ahead, Patty. What's your question? Well, now it's a dumb question. Never a dumb question. <laughs> because it's about money. So, in other words, I don't have credit cards. I have debit cards. That means I put the money on the card myself. I'm not using it for credit. I suppose my debit card won't work either then, huh? If the bank closed, your debit card is gone. Well, it isn't from a bank. Credit union? Oh, you know what it's from? Oh, yes, it is. I get it at the 7-Eleven, but right down at the bottom it says the bank core or something. That's correct. All money goes into a bank system. And that's that credit. So your credit cards, your debit cards, anything on a card is going to be shut off. And that's why they want you on the RFID so they know how much money you're putting where, what you're doing, what you'll use, so they can cut those off too. It's all about control. It's absolutely all about control. So it, it behooves us to really be aware of the the direct, I'm uh, uncontrollable. What? I'm uncontrollable. Daddy <laughs> you have no you have no control over this. I know. You may be uncontrollable as a, as a human and we love you dearly, but you have no control over them shutting it off. No, I don't, but I sure have control over why Bruce put the empty orange juice carton back in the refrigerator. There you go. And that's what you do have control over. And that see, that's so funny. I don't understand why people do that. Why do people do that? There wasn't even a drop in it this time. Usually I'll leave just a little bit and go, oh, I didn't finish it. And this time it's completely empty. Well, it, it, it behooves you to, to to be on the beam about what this is. This is not, and uh, part of the other thing that maybe Clintina and Deb didn't hear is the fact that when they, they're closing, they will be closing. This is a, from Britain, how they're going to do it. I'll send out the article so you can read it. Uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback, so Donaldson, I'm going to kind of, See if I can turn you off a little bit. And uh, 
No, that's not Donaldson. Oh, Donaldson, I lost him. Okay, is that you, Patty, doing a thing? But yeah, my, 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 I, I'm sorry. It was me. I'll okay. Miss. Donaldson will be back. But he, what they're planning on doing is closing the commercial banks, which may close the, the uh, credit unions too because it's all, um, hi, Donaldson. And uh, then they're going to move everything to the central bank. And the premise they're starting in England and talking about and have been talking about is that the central banks will put in, they'll close your account in your bank, but you'll be all shifted to a central bank. And this is the way I'm understanding it. At the central bank, they'll put money into your account that you will have to pay back later. And when you have to pay back later on that account, what they're really after is the interest, the money that you owe and the interest that they created on it. So it's all about bringing the economy back and making the economy strong as window, as a window dressing, what they're eventually going to do is putting all of you into total, total poverty. And then they can control you. And this is not far away because what we're hearing today is about and have seen so much of the Nasara coming. I've been hearing Nasara coming since someplace in 91 or 2. And it still hasn't come here. But what a perfect cover to have you get, oh, this is the Nassara money, and you, we all accept it, and we go, oh, this is wonderful. I can afford this, and I can afford that. And we go out, and we buy, and we get the economy going, and then we get the bill. And that is that could be, I don't say it is, that could be what will throw this country totally into destructive action, which is what the uh, feds want. They want us to be uh, start a war because then they can wipe us out and all the other bullshit that goes on. So, Anybody else have anything to add? Or they it's, it, 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 it's Donaldson. Go ahead, Donaldson. Hey, welcome to my uh, plateau. Really loud. I know we're actually no, we're not. We're not. It's not loud because for nothing. It's loud because we are now basically coasting at cruising altitude. And I am Donaldson. This is Donaldson's analysis. Uh, ultimately, I'm I'm coming in because I, I I found I just discovered this really cool email that was sent to me called How to Settle the account on any court case. And it, it really does chime in with what you're, you're talking about, Wonder. Why? Because it's going to come down to your understanding, your knowledge, our knowledge of the court system. And I don't think that's going to be our destruction and, unless we don't understand the court system. And when it comes to this huge 
monetary debt that you're proposing, I, I do believe that that would be a fraud. But because people don't have any, you know, uh, you know, wherewithal when it comes to the capacity of the legal knowledge, they have no, they don't care about that. And there should be, they should be allowed not to care. But I'm going to copy and paste and put this in the chat. Okay, I'll make a document here, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll put all this information in the chat room. Um, I'm just, correct I'm, you on just. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, after you. I'm going to only correct you on one thing. The debt is not my issue. The debt is what has been screamed at us by our wonderful corporation for years, in which they never stop building. They're at the point where there is nobody able to save them. And with my sending out these articles, if you can read through them, you will see how that premise has been built. The guy can be wrong, and he said it. I can be wrong. I can be totally off. But this is what I've seen from being in this business for over 50 years, 30 of which he's tracked this particular credit issue. We know as peop as the executor or executrix of your birth certificate name that we are the creditor and the corporation is the debtor. We do not own that own or have built that debt. The corporation built it. We do not owe it. Yet they are making us be responsible for it. And that's where people are being taxed to the hilt to keep them from ever finding that part out. Though it's been announced, it's been told, people have heard it, and it's, you know, it's not a new thing. And going to court, we won't ever go to court over these frauds. The people will be grumbling to try and get food on the table. The court will be the farthest thing from their head. Yes, that we can learn it now and fight it is to our advantage. But that is what they really do not want you to be able to do. So it's, it's, it's an interesting foible we're in right now. And it is a time to really get educated. If we're not educated, you're absolutely right, uh, Donaldson. Anybody else have stuff they want to add? Yeah, do you have stuff going on in Michigan that you can add to this and help us? Oh, there's a thing about states. Frankly, um, go ahead. I'm kind of backing off from a lot of things because um, I'm trying to figure out what's important in terms of getting awareness to a level where people know what to do and they're not just confused and frightened. Yeah. And um, that's been sort of my goal for the last three years, but um, getting closer to understanding how to do that is more what I'm thinking about right now. I'm, I'm, I'm personally, although I'm aware of a lot of details of a lot of different things that are going on, I'm, trying not to get caught up in each particular battle. 
And that's a wise step. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to weigh in any further than that right this moment. If okay. I, if I come up with something, I'll say something else. Yeah, because it it is us being tuned in that you you can say, well, I'm I'm hearing this and hearing that, and and I'm bringing it up so we even have heard it, because sometimes we don't even hear it until it's gone by and we've lost it. <laughs> you know, so that's mm-hmm. that's why I bring it up. It's for us to hear something that may trigger something else in well, Wonder, can I can I come in with something then that might trigger oh, something absolutely. else for you guys? All right. Sure. Well, it has to do with the Federal Reserve note, and I hope everyone's happy to hear about that, but I've been doing some research on, in regard to the Gold Reserve Act, okay? And uh, I just went back and I did that based on some private message that came to me. But my my main topic right now is about states and states' rights and the fact that I think what one important important uh interesting thing that is that is kind of like for me like a like a, a my, like I'm a milestone in a way is to is to see how um the federal reserve notes are are definitely even though they claim not to be federal it is it is they are party to a federal agreement and um nine car train whoa nine car train to daily city hey, how are you doing uh, but yeah you know, and and so we don't we don't pay attention to that issue enough you know about the different states and stuff so when we're talking about this um currency right that you're just what were you mentioning they're going to bring in this uh electronic money and stuff right well then again, you're, that must be only for the citizens. So anyone who really knows their status won't be subject to that. And how many I people mean, know their status? A lot, probably, most likely. And 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 honestly, I think I just think that if anything's happening, it's going to be by force. They're going to have to force it down our throats because people aren't dumb. I've been. That's me and my stupid projections for the last. You know, like not understanding myself, projecting out. You know, like oh, people are dumb, but they're not. They're not dumb. I'm not. I don't right. see people as dumb anymore. Good. What is the fact is that many of them are believing what they're hearing on the uh, on the TV, which is not saying a thing about this. And that's the reason I bring it up, because there are still people in our group that think TV is great, which is fine. That's their choice. It's all about choice. And however, how much programming is being done is what is indicative of of us having choices. You don't have choices. You're going to be crapped on. (laughs) And that's basically what I'm bringing up, which is absolutely great you refute. And it's important that anyone has that right. Absolutely anyone. I think television is doing a lot more damage than we really realize. Absolutely. Because three times yesterday, I told Bruce I needed a $37 money order. 
first time he goes 35, I said, no, 37. He came back in, I told him again. He came back in, I told him again. Guess what he came home with? A $2 money order and a $35 money order. Because he forgot and bought the $35 money order. And that was only 20 minutes from the house to the store to get a money order. I'm terribly worried what that television set is doing to him. Well, he's just one of many. He's one of many. That and it's his mother, too. I mean, she, every time I call her now, I go, have you eaten any blueberries yet today? And she goes, no, Patty. <laughs> You know, because I'm going, you guys all need blueberries. Lots of blueberries. (laughs) Just playing with them. But it's really sad to see how they're losing their minds. You know, and she's 76. His mother is your age, you know. You know, let me put something into the chat room for you, Wonder. Okay. Go ahead, Patty. But anyway, with Bruce, I know it is his head injury from when he was... He was hurt really bad in, on graduation night, and when it was in a cushion for three months. So I think you know that thing's kicking back in. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just amazing to me how I can't even communicate with my family. I'm yeah. having trouble communicating with my animals now. <laughs> Well, all of communication is whether or not they're paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. If you don't have their attention, you will not be communicating. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you have to have the eye contact. If there's no eye contact, there's nobody home. Oh, he gets so mad at me when I tell him to look at me when he's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this well, you is mumble. True. I can't understand what you're hearing. I've even created a, a, a mini lie. I need to read your lips. And so then he'll turn around and he'll talk to me. But he's got a mustache. <laughs> so <laughs> rather hard to read his lips, too, because he mumbles. You know, but well, his mother and his brothers both can told me that, yes, he mumbles. And his little brother that was helping me clean my house. Oh, you guys, it was so funny. I said to William, because he got here early, I said, do you groan like that in the morning when you get up? He goes, no, I do this. And I went, oh, my God. All your family makes noises when they get up. He said, yeah, don't you? I don't know what that's about. What what was that about? Why are they, why I don't know why them? these people, when they get up in the morning, have to grunt and groan. It just puts, and I'm codependent, so I think something's wrong when I hear Bruce coming out to the kitchen going, oh. <laughs> you know why he's doing that? It's joints. Their joints are inflamed and they are having a problem with moving. And uh, it's really uh, indicative of where the stuff is sticking in their body in so far as the complaining they're doing is the popping, uh, at least it is for me, of when the, the muscles have contracted and the joints 
are um, are inflamed, so it's it's mm-hmm. sore. If I don't drink enough water, I have all of that. And poor Peppy, she looks at me and she goes, "Oh no, she's moving." You know, I mean, if I sit too long in my chair, I get those. Uh, so it's it's really and both it of is, them load up on sugar before they go to bed. That's exactly my point. Mm-hmm. That's exactly my point because. I do some of that, too. I now have had my fourth banana, hoping it will help my leg cramps and and feet cramps. And last night is the first time that I didn't have the leg cramps, and that's strictly the contractions of the muscles. And and I, I I went on the Internet to find out why am I having this, and it's been purely because of the um, potassium, the, the sugar, and the contractions that are going on. And I, I got to drink a lot of water. I, I have to drink the water to keep the lubrication going, so that I'm not so stiff. And I heard yesterday too that juicing is wonderful, doing all the vegetables and stuff we're doing, but we need the fiber from the fruit in our bellies to help get rid of what's the leaky gut stuff. There's a synergy between vegetables and fruit if you do it right. And and the fruit will actually cancel out stuff like meat or not completely, but there there's a new way of looking at this that they haven't looked at before. You know, they used to say, oh, never eat your fruits with your vegetables and all this stuff. But there's a reaction that happens where the fruit will absorb the stuff that's going into your gut and keeping you from processing your foods. I have to I have to study this a little bit more. I just barely got a touch of it yesterday. But it made sense to me. It really did. Well, well, I was just to back you up. I was reading something before we got on the program, and it was about how the kinds of foods you shouldn't be. Some of the fruits and vegetables are creating some of the very problems we're thinking we're eliminating. Right. Like what? So it's Which... a vicious circle. Well, I I would have to buy it because of the fact oh. that I didn't go into it, and um, I'm I'm at a loss uh, when those things happen. We all are because they they keep yeah. us from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stop yeah, I love that. Making. The hook, the hook, I call it. The hook, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. But if it helps us to get rid of the because. I think it's very much in the parallel with the leaky gut mm-hmm. because with the leaky gut, what is it we're, we're in there for? Because of the sugar. Mm-hmm. That's what's causing some of the leaky gut because you've got the, um, well, at least for um, what Orpha did with uh, Donaldson and I, it's the uh-huh. yeast infection. Yeah. It's all the yeast that we're, we're accumulating from the foods that we're taking Bread. that are yeah. detrimental to you. So it's it's a very interesting catch-22. So there may be more than one, one way to skin this devil. 
Oh, did I say that? I am such a bad girl. Be sure you don't go around telling your neighbors there is no devil. They don't like it. (laughs) They don't, do they? No. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it behooves us to keep our minds and our ears open and our willingness to learn mm-hmm. that there's more than one way to get stuff done. And I have been and thinking of Quintina. I've been thinking of Quintina for two weeks really, really hard <laughs> because she's Good. my lifesaver. Quintina, I, ha- I owe you an apology. I did not realize you had been dropped off my my list, and I was going, why are we not seeing her? And then I found that your email address had been dropped off the list. I put it in when I do it physically, but I have a Word doc that uh, puts the um, addresses all in when I just copy and paste it. So... I apologize. I'm so glad to see you again. Do you have anything you want to add? Anything you want Hello? to put in here? Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Clintina. Hi, I just unmuted. Um, well, thank you. Um, and I enjoy all the emails that I do receive from you. You know, it's all very interesting and keeps you on your toes. You know, yeah. Yeah. keeping you keeping you awake if you think you want to doze off. You know. Here's a little something to remind you the reality, you know. There you go. That's exactly mm-hmm. the point we have to raise. Mm-hmm. How's your son? Constant alertness, constant awareness. Mm-hmm. Or we get buried. We do get buried. How, how is your son doing, Clintina? Oh, oh he's, he's fine. Um, he's fine. I just have, he just keeps me on my knee, on my knees in prayer. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you Bless. know how guys are. You know, some guys they they really they're not they they self sabotage. They sabotage themselves through their yeah. health. You know, so yep. uh, he's a self sabotaging little baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. I'm really chanting about that. I'm really praying about that. About him. You know. Um, but I, I, but he sent me a, a video, a short video, uh, the day before yesterday, and it showed me that he is awake. He is waking up, and he is in a process, in the process of uh, uh, ascending, and, but still programmed. You know, so he's waking up, waking up. He'll be all right. He'll be all right, yep. but he um, he's not one to complain. You don't know someone could have a dagger in his arm, in his neck, and you'll say, well, how are you, Tracy? And he'll say, mm, I'm not too good today, you know. <laughs> he never complains. The nurses talk about him in the hospital, and I've watched him. He thinks that he is too much trouble for people yeah. to take care of him. Oh, bless his heart. He would stop the nurses when they needed to clean his wound like five times a day. He would, they would come in and he would tell them, oh, no, no, that's all right. Never mind. You don't have to do that. Don't bother with that. You can go do something else. They're like, no, this is your protocol. 
We have to take care of you five times a day. Oh, that's too much trouble. You know. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Does it hurt him when they do that, though? Well, it didn't hurt the wound, but it was a lot of trouble for him to move because he was in so much pain, but he would never uh, complain. Oh, boy. In fact, he was just in the hospital a week before last for all of a sudden for uh, a surgical procedure. And I was sitting there, and he was saying something to one of the nurses that had just come on on the evening shift. And he was he mentioned the, the nurse on the prior shift. And she said, hmm, she was a, she's an African woman. She said, hmm, Mr. White, you're questioning someone. She said, hmm. No, I know about that person. That person doesn't want to do this. That person doesn't want to do that. That person this, that person that. She said, hmm, Mr. White, if you're mentioning someone, something is very wrong because you never complain. You know, yeah. you know, he doesn't complain, but he could be dying, and he'll say he's okay. What? <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, it's just uh, deep-rooted um, emotional issues, probably still from the trauma of being shot 26 years ago, you know, and, and also childhood issues. I did something, you know. So, <laughs> you know, he's in a healing process. But as I said, the video that he sent me the other morning um, right. shows me that he's ascending. Now, he would be surprised to hear me talk about him this way because, you know, he's fine, he's strong, he's this, he's that, he's moving forward. Huh. Oh, <laughs> I love you. What a challenge. Mm-hmm. How old yeah. is he now? Uh, 51. Oh, my God, I thought he was in his 20s. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you got a 51-year-old baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going Don't to happen. Don't let him hear that. Don't <laughs> let, her, let him hear that. He's a grown man because even my special needs boy, I called him a boy, uh, he says, I'm not a boy. I'm a man. <laughs> and it's important you, you give him that credibility. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when, he was in a, when he had to suddenly go back in the hospital two weeks ago for a procedure, I said, did you? I, yeah. said, I said, I heard something. I said, is your wife spending the night? No, nobody's spending the night with me. I'm 51 years old. Well, I don't really need to watch you. I need to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> watch what they're doing to you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. The, the gentleman over here in the big house, uh, his name's Wes. He's a, um, I don't know if he's married to Jan or what, but when she goes into the hospital, he sleeps in a chair in the mm-hmm. hospital, yeah. in her room. Because mm-hmm. when you love someone, you're there for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they do know at that hospital that he has a lot of friends and a lot of family, and they're always there all the time. <laughs> uh, so when the guys come, I leave, you know, so you can have guy talk, you know, but I'm glad right. that someone's there with them and they can see, you know, they're at the hospital that a lot of people are paying a lot of attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got to pay attention. Important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you. 
Oh, but, thank you. but I, you know, but I, it's been interesting for me since uh, November the 6th of 2014. Uh, I just happened to start reflecting because things are still happening, but things have really been uh, moving uh, since then. As a matter of fact, speaking of moving, I just relocated. I just moved myself um, March the 4th. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a temporary are you living in? Uh, huh? What city are you living in? Well, I'm in Sharon Hill on the other side of, it's like Delaware County, the other side of Philadelphia in uh, Sharon Hill. I moved from Lincoln, which was on the other side, of, um, which was north of Philadelphia, and this is south of Philadelphia. It's called um, Sharon Hill? Sharon Hill, mm-hmm. How do you spell that? Sharman? Uh, Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N. Oh, Sharon. good, you're with the Sharers now. You're going to be just fine. There's nothing like Sharons. They share with everybody. Sharon, Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N, Sharon, Sharon. I know. Hill. Oh, okay. I know. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm just leaving the E out. But you're mm-hmm. on the you're in a good hill now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting I'm just getting the energy back to be able to even talk to you guys because sometimes I would be on the line listening in, but just doing other things, you know, just getting through what's what was going on. Oh, you know? bless your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're just glad to see you again, and same with you and Deb because it adds the energy, and I I do want to. I actually have only three more weeks of school, and I graduate May 5th. So what I was wanting to do is check with all of you, what way do you want us to make this program get better? Because you have stayed with me through all of my schooling, and I really, really, really thank you for that. And I want us to get back to where... We're, we're actually doing more learning on what's going on and, and, and all the good stuff we have that we've learned so much over the years and how with can the, we improve the program. With the Kishi stuff, too? Yeah, with the cash and all that. Yeah. I want yeah. you to build us a spaceship as simple as that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make a bunch of words. I'll just put it right out there. Build me a ship. <laughs> Build us all a ship that we can yeah, all get into. Well, the Patricia, what? Yeah, go ahead. All I was going to say is, in the years that you've been doing this, um, I mean, I've been in and out. I've not been a regular. Um, so has there been any time in the last couple of years where it's felt like there has been a discussion that led to um, a redefinition of the purpose of this group? And what have we done that? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that? Because I mean, no, it's kind haven't. of evolved. It's kind of evolved, and. Um, I, you were saying something when you were saying what you were saying. What it reminded me of is the fact that this is one of the groups that I um, tune into once in a while mm-hmm. to see where it's going. 
Um, and I still feel like it is kind of a key group in terms of if I were to take all the things in my life that kind of define who I am and um, where I'm going, it's one of the uh, parameters, one of the markers that I use to keep tabs on what's it's not just what's going on. It's on perspective on what's going on. Mhm. And we do have a different perspective on much of what's mm-hmm. going on. Mhm. I mean, there's yeah. lots. There's always lots going on, and it can't be about what's going on because what's out there, for the most part, is not real anyway. Correct. <laughs> and yet, the awesomeness of it is is to be prepared for no matter what happens. Because oh, I understand. That's why. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you understand, and that's the part that's so exciting with all of us is, is that preparation. So uh, what would you suggest? Should we do it, say, uh, in a couple of weeks? Because I, I, I'll have one possible test in, uh, in April, and then I graduate the fifth, and I'm almost through with my power supply. I mean, I have my my guys keep coming to class and help me move a little along, so I'm excited. But um, it is about where do we want to go? What do we want to do? And I actually, I you didn't word it that way, Patricia, but I think that's what you were asking us. Yeah, that is. That is what I'm asking. Where do we want to go? What what metamorphosis do we want to do? How can we improve it? How can we make ourselves even better than we are? They're the questions that I've left up before. Is we're not asking the right questions. The questions all start with how. Not whys, but how. How can we make it better? How can we improve something? How can we um, enthrill or induce or educate, whatever the words, the adjectives are, to to have people become more informed? Well, another thing that I discover happens to me as I interact with different kinds of groups is um, it's kind of a two-way thing. It's like what's not happening out there? What are they missing? What's still not being done? And the reason I'm noticing what's not being done is because I need it. There you go. There you go. That's very interesting. Very interesting. You know what? uh, There's there's an intellectual component I can't get most places that I Uh get here. Um, And there's, there's... I think most of us here try to see not just the details in our own lives but the um or the details that are going on out there but but kind of raise above it as though we are a higher being and yeah. we are a third person or we are the gods within that are knowing that it is up to us to help manifest what we're trying to do and that we've got to see what's going on in order to do that manifestation 
Wow, that is so great because I know with Donaldson and I, he's uh, there. Yeah, Donaldson's back on. Donaldson got. So I agree. I concur. I concur, Dave. I concur. And you concur it's what? To me, like these phone calls kind of move along with what what comes up in the world the week beforehand. You know. Right. Listen, look, guys, manifesting is not something (laughs) that you guys are not doing constantly. Right. I don't even, like, (laughs) it's like passive manifestation is what is what is the predominant characteristic, I think, of people's um, awareness, you know. But uh, with regard to this call... And the purpose is health and wellness in the golden age. I mean, that's the purpose. <laughs> so, but and, well, the health that we want to have is the is what we want to have, not what someone else wants to dictate. True. Yeah, and the other thing with this call, I find that it helps reinforce the fact that we are co-creators and that we are manifestors and we are manifesting because we, while we come to the realization that our consciousness has been sabotaged and uh, we've been thrown into uh, false reality, uh, that our reality has been manipulated by something external. And on that external... Uh, the root of that external manipulation has been removed for the first time in 13 millennia, which is going to allow us all to, um, and I think this is what we're all reaching for, not only freedom, but sovereignty, real sovereignty, and what that means. And sovereignty at its root is um, our divine uh, abilities, uh, our um, uh our infinite and full consciousness and being able to experience our enlightenment. That's what sovereignty is. Our enlightenment has been sabotaged, you know, and but it's removed. No, I don't know that. Nope. Well, Sorry, well, disagree. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I don't I don't know what I don't I don't know. Oh she can finish, but I'm going to interject. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know, and what I do know is dwarfed by what I don't know. Well, so I'm just saying, you know, um, based yeah. on based on the information that you know the company. So um, for us, what we a lot of us have um, at our base uh, an experience with uh, Neotech and and Jim and the concepts and the deprogramming. We we're all in the process of deprogramming. You know, and mm-hmm. many, many other people um, are just beginning their deep program, programming and waking up, and that's good. Um, okay, let me ask you a question. Me, for Can me, I ask you for something? Me, this call it. has been based on. For me, I'm this call has been based on. For me, this this call has been based on regaining my full health. Yada 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 yada. Two hundred percent, and Donald. also towards and Donald, also towards then. creating an environment for other people to come in and learn the modalities and take control of their health. For me, this was the 
foundation in the beginning of this call. And then as we all grew, you know, coming back in with information that we're getting from society, revolved and expanding and created a beautiful mastermind. We have a unique and cre- a, a unique mastermind here. Every call is a different mastermind, and they're all unique. But anyway, um, I'll just leave it there. And Donaldson, excuse me, but I yield. And Donaldson, I'm sorry I yelled at you, but Clintina couldn't even talk for a long, long time. And I just loved to hear her talk. Yeah, she was was frozen. She couldn't even talk because of some of the stuff she'd been through. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. I love you, Donaldson, but. Thank you. And I'm sorry because sometimes Zoom, when I am able to talk and I get on the roll, I'm like Niagara Falls. So I understand, Donaldson. <laughs> um, okay. Donaldson, what, what did you want to add now? Oh, I guess you dropped off. Okay. It's, oh, no. He'll be back. So I love you all. I love you all. If I don't talk, I'm here with you guys on Friday and adding to and experiencing the synergy that this call creates. Like Deborah said, it's 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 really a high high frequency call. Yeah. Um, because that's exactly what our premise is. And and you know, as all of us have learned from being a neo think is the fact that it is all the vibrational levels. And I think that's what is, uh, has, as, as you've said, we've metamorphosed. And mm-hmm. we'll keep mm-hmm. on metamorphosing. Maybe we're going to have to send those books to Donaldson. I don't think he's read them. Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't. Oh, he has? He has not. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he is not. He, so that's he, part he of that is that he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got that same mindset. He, he's of a similar mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's awakened, but without mm-hmm. the books. But right. the books helped us see certain things, you know. Right. He has yeah. come a long way, a long, long way. So it's I always know. good. There well, you I'm are, Donaldson. What did you want to share with us? Well, I was thinking. I was thinking that um, what we just saw a moment ago, and that was both in terms of Quintini, Quintina and Donaldson, is that um, we saw two people that um, you, Patricia, and I was able to. And I don't, even though I don't know Donaldson very well. So I'm making assumptions on that piece of it. Um, But uh, I feel like I know Clintina well enough to understand what you were saying uh, about her. And I think um, as we go through our own personal evolutions, we're able to drop some of our own patterns a little bit so that as other people continue to have their patterns, we can watch them and uh, not have to get wrapped up in them, but uh, sometimes allow them to work their way out of their patterns, and other times um, we find ourselves getting impatient with having to watch the patterns again, and I think that's what happened to Donaldson. Uh, Hi. Hello. Yeah, I was actually... 
Hey. The uh, the thing was is like I have a question for you guys. It's confusing because how do you where do you where are you going to be at when you get rid of your patterns? Let me ask you that. You, let's say you get rid of all your conditioning. Now what? The new part of what where you come from to me is the evolution of the better fear for you. Okay, you lost me. Not going to be. I am not the same person I was when we first started these uh, uh, radio shows. I am not the same person I was when I came to Spartanburg in '03. I am not the same person I was when I even arrived in L.A. 24 years earlier. Mm-hmm. We all metamorphose as different things come in our lives. This is just another metamorphosis. And I feel I'm a better person than I was, what is it, I'm here 13 years and 24, 37 years ago. Can I... Can I just say, I think you say, it sounds like you like this version of yourself better. That is the point I'm raising. We have to become whom we want to be rather than what someone else is saying we're supposed to be. Well, there's an age-old phrase that, that goes, before enlightenment, chop wood, haul water. After enlightenment, chop wood, haul water, Right. Wait. I'm not getting what you're saying. Chop wood? Chop, Chop wood. 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 Haul water. And haul water. Before enlightenment. One. Oh, chop wood, haul water. Chop wood, haul water. Wipe to the right, wipe to the left. Correct. That's what the... Um, before, enli- before enlightenment, chop wood, haul water. water. After enlightenment... Chopwood, haul water. Because the conditioning, and I'm not trying to sound like a freaking know-it-all, but it hurts my heart to hear people trying to get rid of conditioning altogether when, in fact, we just are... where Our existence is due to con- certain conditions being right. And so we really need some conditioning... Well, not just reconditioning. It's a constant movement through new spaces of awareness. You're never, don't, I don't even like the thought, okay? It doesn't feel good when I think that I'm going to get rid of my conditioning or my programming. Well, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, but there's programming that we can choose to keep, which is like the kind that allows us to drive a car. And that is that lizard-like response that is instantaneous. Then there is the kind of conditioning that we want That's the to one you allow want? our minds to be freer. <laughs> we want Sorry. to allow our minds to be freer so that um, some of the programming, so that we can choose what programming to drop, what programming was useless. The stuff that doesn't, isn't useful, we don't need. But the stuff that is useful, let's keep. And let's be unprogrammed enough to know the difference. That was just sounding confusing to me. Honestly, that didn't sound like it was reasonable. 
Well, do you believe you've ever been programmed? Absolutely. I believe I'm programming myself every day into some, whatever I want to be. But have you been programmed outside of your volition? Well, considering the fact that I was born and I didn't have a choice, then you probably, yeah, because of whatever conditions I was born into would mean that's the program I got brought up in. But Correct. the beautiful thing about human beings is that we have the ability to are to perceive things from a grand perspective or from a very limited perspective. And so once we learn once we learn how to handle the reins of this wild horse, then ultimately uh the main really you gotta just love this beast. Well, do you think that it's uh, valuable to stay at the same category or is it better to, okay, that was a great learning lesson. Let me try this. Because one of the things that is happening is people don't make mistakes so they don't know how to try other things. So when you're what I call metamorphosing, okay, I've done this one. Let me see what this is going to do and how I can grow from that. It isn't always about uh, a negative point that I think you're hearing. I think it's about the positive point (laughs) of being able to have the choices. We've had choices. Okay. It's It's only negative if you guys think it's negative. But by me, by me, Bringing it up, I just wanted to remind everybody, you know, yeah, I, I was on the call. I don't want to scare anyone away, but bottom line, Clotina and um, this other caller. Um, who is that? Debbie. Debbie? Mm-hmm. I never met Debbie. How you doing, Debbie? <coughs> uh, just, it, I think that, um, you know, you guys have, you know, as much right to be here as I do on the call and and expressing yourself um so I appreciate the the opportunity to feed that okay um uh <clears throat> so yeah with, with regard to that uh stuff that we were talking about earlier I think that we need to not get too mystical with everything and just remember that we're here now and we uh we where we exist in this moment, which has been here for 10,000 years or millennia, and then, uh, you know, even before that, and then it's going to be here the same moment, the same exact moment. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here in 10,000 years from now. It's not going to change either. The only thing that's going to happen is certain things are going to come up inside of this space of awareness and moment or whatever it is. But this place is always going to be here. And that's not mystical, and that's not fantastic. That's Earth just the will way always be here, but things are going to change on the way we run the Earth. And we take care of the Earth. We're going to quit <laughs> raping the Earth. We're going to develop new energy that doesn't take oil out of the ground and do all this stuff. And I believe that's the God that the olive ark serves. And it's gold, oil, and drugs. God. That's their God. That's not the God I'm going to serve. My God loves the earth. Doesn't 
take the drug from the earth. You know? I maybe I'm in La La Land, which I am most of the time now. But uh I Are you talking about nature's God? Huh? Are you nature. talking about na- nature yeah. God? Yeah. Nature. Yeah. nature. I mean that's pretty humble. It's a very humble place, you know, of of being. But we're far more civilized than, than that. Oh, then I should go to the hospital and let them fill me up with radiation beads. Or should I go out and hug a tree? Hmm. Well, this is this is the discretion. That it's called discretion, right? And since we have knowledge, if you choose to, to eat the red pill and, you know, see how deep the rabbit hole goes, then, then you have knowledge uh-huh. of the blue pill. And to make choices is what we're about. And that's the whole evolution of what we've gone through. When we were children, we didn't think we had choices. And that's the uh, actual benefit of going through what we've gone to learn what we have learned so that we can make the choices that are actually beneficial to us and of value to us as individuals. Again, we're not after making everybody else follow the same path. What I'm, I'm, I guess I'm hearing some um, wanting to, and, and it may just be me, uh, to do some man, manipulating, and that's not what we're here for. We're, we're open to having everyone grow from whatever's going on around us. And that the helps. easy, easiest way to put that is that we're all awakening at our own speed, and there's seven over seven billion of us doing it, and nobody's doing it the same way. And no, we don't need another ruler to tell us all to do it this way. You know, mm-hmm. we're all doing it in our own speed. I love seeing the movies of the Aborigine people. You know, and how, how, especially the Zulus, you know, how in tune with nature they are. By the time their children are six years old, they know what they're going to do with their lives. You know, it's just fascinating what the computer has opened up for me to study and read. And, yeah, I read a lot of stuff that's garbage, too, you know, but you get sucked in, you know. And then I go, uh oh, that's not a good one. Get this hook out of my mouth. You know, yeah. It's all about everybody learning themselves at the same speed. You know? Or at different speeds. Uh, uh, Donaldson? Uh, Donaldson, um, <clears throat> you um, have not and could not frighten me away from the call. I'm on a call almost every single Friday. I may have missed once or twice this year thus far, and I listen to you every Friday I listen as I listen to everyone. So I'm always here. Mm-hmm. So she's listening at all times. So mm-hmm. This is what we all learn. We learn from each other. It's the wonderful ex- expansion rather than contraction. And I'm sorry, Donaldson, but I want to find you a house to live in. I don't like you living out in nature. 
but that's what you want to do. Cool. I couldn't do it. I'm too old. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear it's actually not about what the I guy do, in but, the tree uh, in Washington, D.C.? Did you hear that story? The sky climbed. I think it was Washington, D.C. I don't know where it was, where there's a capital. He climbed the tree. And, yeah, I think it was Washington, D.C. And he was up there for 30 hours or something, you know, and they were trying to talk him down and stuff, you know, and he finally came down and sat at the bottom of the tree, and they carted him off to the hospital. But more power to him. That's how he was getting his message across. He climbed a tree and stayed up there for 30 hours. Where was that? He was paying for the government to stop trying to control everybody. He will do what he wants to do. Oh, interesting. You know? So, just little acts like that. I love climbing trees, but I'm afraid coming down. So that one's out for me. <laughs> Listen, do you know? Do you know what it really came down to was I was working my own job. I started basically by getting my own tools, and I went out and I started, you know, start my own job. Okay, guys. And if I'm paying rent um, constantly and not able, not really making too much more than that on the jobs that I don't have any money and it's almost as if I should just go back and work for someone else. But because so I was because I was studying also and I really wanted to stay keep studying and work part time, which is what I do. I work part time and I study, but I, I make like full time wages because I, I made a job where I, I get basically double what or, or quadruple what I was making before. So, and so I didn't want to quit that in in order to to keep up an apartment, see, because it was it was what way more fulfilling to have found something that made me happy. Yeah. But instead of a cardboard box, will you please go out and buy an old um, outhouse? Old outhouse. <laughs> I will not do that, and I will not. I'll just get I mean, new you don't have boxes. to. You can take it. Up, you don't have to use it for the bathroom, but it'd be a wooden building around you. <laughs> well, I will do this. I will take donations, and. <laughs> I think you better wait for Wonder to build your spaceship. I probably will have to. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> You've been so much fun on this call. I'm not going anywhere. And you've shocked the living shit out of me at times. <laughs> and that's hard to do. I, and well, it's you know what? Yeah. Go ahead. I guess. No, yeah, it could be fun. It's very fun uh, to uh, come in with, you know, like a, a happy spirit and then. I would like to know more about those shocking moments, though, because I'm trying not to be too shocking, but there's a lot of information that has shocked me, you know. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, let's just say this, that um, Quintina, who has great energy coming on the call, all you know, like chiming in, may not always, I may not always agree okay, with what she has to say. But 
Yeah, obviously. And 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 you know what? I'm not going to hate just because of you know, I'll choose the better feeling which is acceptance. You know, you um, know what would bring you closer to Clintina? Well, I already have no no nothing. I have closeness. I have closeness. Go ahead. Donaldson, you have to get in line and take a number. But <laughs> well, where Clintina is going to also going through something you're going through that we haven't talked about. She has a missing child that's been missing for how many years, Clintina? Uh twenty six. Twenty six years. But Donaldson, you know, you're not the only one who doesn't uh always agree with me. I'm, I'm really kind of used to that. So, you know, you just get in line, honey. <laughs> That's just part of the process, too. Well, it is, but I think, you know, like, that's why I learn from people that I don't agree with a lot more than more than I actually disagree with them. I end up learning. But that's my experience. So... In my experience is I think they kidnapped her, her son, and he's on Mars. Well, you know, I, you know, I used to laugh at that a lot. However, recently I learned that they allegedly they have 10 million prisoners on Mars That's that right. are being discussed to release. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, it really could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know. And I believe in the secret space program. I know. And when I when I started realizing that it was it was around the holiday, it was around Christmas, and Christmas Day. This is the first. This is this Christmas was really deep because I was grieving about a lot of my loved ones. And when I listened to, they call them the super soldiers. Are they the super soldiers? That's when I realized the reality of you know that possibility. And that, you know, that, you know, kind of shifted me for a moment. But I'm back to the fact that my prayers are are embracing him wherever he is until we can meet again. Mm-hmm. And he didn't agree with me either, Donaldson. Wondering, I just wanted to say that um, another thing that I've noticed over the years is that you have gained in moderation skills in an interesting way while you try to run a really loose knit group, and I think you do a good job of that. Just, a, just a compliment of watching you, watching you do what you've done over the years, because you do moderate occasionally, but you don't step in. Um, it's like you. I watch you sometimes. Um, it's kind of like a rope, you know, that you that you throw out and let it see how far it goes. And anyway, it's it's a it's a and and I think that's part of the reason that the group has been uh, able to evolve the way that it has. Because I'm watching myself. I'm moderating in-person groups more than telephone groups these days. And uh, I had a group that I let it go all over the place for a little bit till we figured out where we were going. And now, now it's rained in real good, and we're making a, uh, a bunch of little progresses. And then once we get through three or four things, 
I'm going to just kind of let it go again for a little bit and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's letting the the, the group have its mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, brilliance has come out of it. And any time I get dumped off, I, I'm brilliant, but you never hear it <laughs> because of the fact that everyone has brilliance in them, and you're bringing it out. When I'm not around, you bring it out, and I thank you for your compliment, and I turn it right back on all of you because it's you people that have made the group. So if you want me to get guests, if you want me to get uh, other kinds of speakers, this is this is where where we can go when I really get free from school. Well, the reason I brought up the thing about purpose was kind of related to that because um, what has happened over the multiple years that this and other at least one other group that I'm in that is pretty similar in its stated initial purpose. Um, they're way different, these, the two group, those two groups, and some, as, as well as some other groups that are close to this. And what I, what I think helps when you're uh, trying to figure out what to do for speakers is, is to maybe refine a little bit what's happened to our sense of purpose. And it's not, you know, because it, it is a general one. Health and wellness in the golden age is kind of general, and very much. I, th- I think what we have, um, what we're asking ourselves, uh, if that were just the real general purpose of it, if that's still our general purpose, then the the underlying question is how do we find that? And we are looking at we've looked at the stumbling blocks to getting there, and how to fight the stumbling blocks. Although I think that by ignoring the stumbling blocks, sometimes you get better, get further than you do when you look at them. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that we've done is um, uh, look at methodologies, and they, they aren't just um, modalities. It's something different than a modality. A modality is a specific technique. Um, something bigger than a modality is that bigger kind of awareness and chunk of awareness that we get that lets us interact um, individually in our lives with people and and where we see the integration between what we might learn in this group and what we might learn in another group that we're on that's more of a national um, specific to a um, interest area kind of group and then our local groups and our families and our friends and if we can find a way that our lives feel more integrated and yeah. that we can be who we are every place, yeah. I, think mm-hmm. that's, I think that's maybe um, part of what gets us health and wellness in, in the golden age. Because if we are compartmentalized, we can't have health and wellness. We have to be more integrated human beings to get healthier. And that's a great and point to bring out. That's a great point. When I did a workshop with um, Barbara DeAngelis, Making Love Work, she brought that exact point out that you're saying in so far as 
she said when she was, before she had even started a workshop, she's a psychologist, and she before she even started this work, she had a group where she was metaphysical. Then she had another group where she was the psychologist. And then she had another group that was just um, people that she socialized with. But she never let those three groups get together because they, she did not want them to know that she acted differently in each one of those groups. Wow. And that was so revealing to me, and it helped me a lot in really looking at, am I the same person in each one of these groups, or am I differently? And it took me years to fathom that and go, not really. I'm a different person. And um, uh, and it, it was from that that I worked at wherever I go, I attempt to be me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been our theme, as, and that is what I think this whole era we're going through, I've repeated myself on this, is for us to find out who is the real you in this metamorphosis in this blood and men, uh, sinew and muscle and body that you're carrying around. Who is that? I, I did it backwards yesterday then. I dress in fatigues and the hat and everything. I looked like a military person when I went to the casino. <laughs> it was the clothing I had on that made me lose. <laughs> I love you guys. But I, that made me start to think about all the hats we wear, you know? Correct. Correct. Wow. wow. See, that's, that's part of what has been very interesting on part of my metamorphosis. I have to use titles with the rest of my family because they don't get where I'm coming from. I'm fine with that. But I act the same way. I just let them call me what they want to call me. But for me, it has been a very pointed thing for me to become calmer, more alert, more willing, more appreciative, more conscious. All of these things have helped me to get for me. Now, that doesn't mean it's the same for you. And there there is no cookie-cutter plan of everybody's got to do it the same way. Each of you are different, and that's what's been the joy, the absolute joy, what you bring into the group. And so um, when you're making the metamorphosis change, it's really great. We've got some new people on here, and it's really exciting because we do want to expand. We do want to get your feedback. We do want to see... Where where are you? What do you want to learn? Where do you want to see? What do you what's going on for you? And we did branch off from other groups, and it wasn't fair of me to say that to Donaldson about him reading those books. Okay, <laughs> I I apologize. They seemed to help me, or I thought they did, because television shows. All of a sudden, I'd walk in Bruce's room, and I'd tell him the end of the show, and he'd say. This is a season premiere. You can't know the end of the show. 
And then he'd come out later on and he'd go, you ruined that show for me. <laughs> and I said, no, I think I read it in the Neil Think literature where it said there's about six different endings to everything. I just happened to guess the right one this time, Bruce. <laughs> and see, and all of us have that ability. Mm-hmm. Every single person on earth has it. And I'm not lessening what you did. I just want everybody to know you all have that psychic ability. You absolutely all have that psychic ability. And television is programming. I've been on that for 50 years. I don't even, you know, I don't go in it until I go into his room. And then it's, oh, man. (laughs) But he is starting to watch ancient astronauts. He's starting to watch some really good stuff, so that's cool. But occasionally there's some really dumb stuff. Like trying to capture Bigfoot and stuff like that. <laughs> They've been trying to get Bigfoot for decades, if not centuries. <laughs> well, I know where he is. He's hiding in the ground. Well, there's lots of them. But I'm That's... going to, I think next month or the month after, I'm going to go over to James Gilliland's ranch yep. in Trout Lake, Washington, where they actually do have sightings of them. I've decided that I would like to stay camped there for a week or two and see what happens. Just And Laura Eisenhower is going there. There are a lot of famous named people that are going there, you know, off and on all the time. And I hate to admit this, but I will on the phone call. I'm related to the Roosevelt's. Don't hate me. Wow. Don't hate me. Poor baby. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I think we've come back to straighten out what our relatives did wrong. Well, part of what you're saying is that we are all related to each other. That really is the truth. We are all related to each other. And it doesn't matter what our last name is. We, I mean... All of the, I'm I'm going to sound real weird with what I'm going to say, but over the centuries between incest, rape, and the rest of the other negative stuff that has happened to many, many men and women through the centuries is indicative of why we are all related to each other. And and based on that, um, wonder. Excuse yeah. me. Hi. And based on that, uh, the behavior you just described, uh, it leads me to uh, a question I was about to ask. Have you heard anything about the fact that uh, humanity, we were recently facing a reset? Yes. We were going to reset the planet and start over with a new species. Correct. Did you get- and that's... That's part of what I've been reading, and I don't know enough about it. I, that is part of what I'm kind of getting is where um, I wanted people to be a little bit more prepared because this reset may be a lot different than we think it is. With the reset premise that they're doing, it is about your finances, your education, your religion. It's 
all the different gamuts. And as Deb said, not to get caught up into each one, but to view them for what they're attempting to do. And so much of what is being attempted to do to each of us is fear-oriented. It's always fear-oriented. And so it behooves us to really, when they say reset, is it a reset to our better or to our worse? And, well, and I have no answers for that. And you know, where, where are they going to get? The it's the thing. Where are they, they going to get this other species? One at a time. One at a time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone was saying something? Go ahead, Deborah. They are more afraid than we are. And since they are more afraid than we are, then all we need to do is keep our intention in the right space. That's all we need to do. And then we have power. That's all. The rest of it is irrelevant. That is part of the answer. That is. That is. That is the answer. That is is the answer. That's the answer. Absolutely. yeah, and and that is um, each and every individual taking full responsibility for our behavior, for what we're thinking and what we're doing and what we're feeling, because that's creating a synergy, our energy. And from what I understand is we were facing a reset because of the kind of behavior, because of the way we've been treating one another, one another. And what I got out of it also was that actually we are on probation um, to to get it right. You know, to to love ourselves and to love one another and compassion. That's what's going to save us. I gotta I gotta answer this. Sorry. All right. Well, you know, and the truth is that the word reset and ascension and apocalypse and all that stuff it means the same thing. Yep. It's all the same. And it's all said differently, so you're thrown off from what is being said. Great point. Great point. Hey, Wonder? Yeah, go ahead. With regard to the ascension, you know, there's a thing in law where uh, a minor ascends to the age of majority. And I think that that ascension is the very same ascension which is referred to in the circles of the higher awareness movement or should I say hijacking movement um, you know we, we just need to remember that true awareness has to do with here nowness nothing everything is happening right now one of the when you talk about that we always said in Scientology you want to be in PT. PT means present time. If you're not in present time issue, then you're in the past or you're creating a future that you have no control over. So it, 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 you are right on on saying we have to be in present time. Yes. And that, that's vital. And that's why when you're bringing out these facts of, well, it's all, it's all falseness. And as Deb says, they're more afraid of us. And we're getting more people getting it 
that there's so much crap out here. Where are the people that have set this stuff up? And then you look around and go, there aren't any. We're finding out that government offices are empty. We're finding out the people are not following through with what they should be doing, so that's empty. We're finding out that so much of the lying that has gone on is indicative of how much they want us frightened. That's what they mean by the three walls. So when you say vague... What I'm trying to say is, you guys, when you say they, who are you talking about? Oh, the cabal. Congress. The cabal. Can we just look? Why are you guys giving this much power? Honestly, I don't see them as as that powerful. Period. Okay. The reason why I'm even on this call is to show you that you're the powerful uh, people. Okay. You guys are powerful, and everyone is individually powerful. And all I see it as is a group of people who get together and they want to make their family the the, the strongest family and the most powerful family. It's not, you call it a cabal if you want to, but that just sounds too mysterious and mystical and it's a bunch of stupid people trying to take over, okay? And it's a tribe coming at you, it's a tribe coming at me, and it's thinking primal but at the same time rising above, rising to the occasion. They've already taken over, and what we are doing now is un- we are taking our sovereignty back. It's gone so far that we have to do something to get out of this, Donaldson. All of us together. And when we do say they, the names and the actual where they live have always been mystical. And that's what Deb was saying. They aren't true. They aren't there. However, the energy is there. And what you're saying, Donaldson, is a very good point. And we have to be reminded of this almost every other week. When we spend the time on the they's that have no names, no faces, no real physical bodies because they are the whatever figment of some programming or some uh, propaganda agenda, we need, correct, we need to stop that. And that's always good. This is why this group has been so good, because someone will remember that point. And that's good, because it is about us looking at ourselves. The face in the mirror. Gary used to say that. You've got to look at your face in the mirror. Who's there? Do you really see your reflection of who you are? Or is it eh, somebody else? I see an artificial intelligence when I look in the mirror. Everything I learned was artificial. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and then playing this AI game... It's just that we've been programmed down so deep that you know, I'm still having problems with, I still look in the bushes for Jesus every morning, darn it. You know what? <laughs> we need to quit looking in the bushes for Jesus and we need to quit focusing. Donald, you're absolutely right in that we need to quit focusing on our programming and, yes, start, focus, and start focusing on our reprogramming. Repro- 
programming ourselves into what we want to be and what we want to do. And and the only thing that I will say about the comment that was made a little bit ago about uh, something to do with, I I don't remember what, and I think it was you that said it, Donaldson. I I think you said something that made me think you meant we don't have to do anything. And and I'm going to disagree with that because there's a difference between, um, well, there's a difference between waiting until the time is right and gathering information and mm-hmm. not doing anything at all. I know, you're talking about the now, just the now. Being too far in the now can make us never do anything. Um, for example, um, someone in the group that I'm working with decided to plan an Easter dinner as an alternative to people who don't go to church um, at our place, um, at, at this place that we meet at um, this Sunday. So um, uh, if no one had done that, and hadn't thought into the future, we wouldn't be able to have that activity. So to ever have anything that you want to enjoy, there's got to be a little bit of moving back and forth between learning from the past, being in the now, and planning for the future. I hear what you're saying, and that makes sense, but remember I said that the now moment that exists 10,000 years from now is the same now moment that we exist in? There's no, I mean, we we have the ability to think forward and past, right? right. And so, but we exist right, right. right now. But correct. That's a little bit esoteric. Well, um, so not even further. Past, present, and future exist right now. Right. Three thousand realms in a single moment. There, there is no past. There is no future. But. That's why we have no future. We don't have a future. We only have right now. And any choice I make today is going to go out and affect my my reality. And that's fine to be your reality because none of us will refute you on it. What is interesting is the balance. It is always about your balance. If you're on a teeter-totter standing right over the, uh, the holder of the teeter-totter, teeter-totter, and a foot on either side of that pole gives you balance. Not you being on one side and no one on the other side. It is balance. It's always about balance. We have to balance our the water in the top. We have to balance So it's, it's interesting. It's interesting when you're saying reprogram. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. You wanted to ask. I was just going to say that the ladies were right on when they're saying that, you know, I'm in error about the, you know, uh, now moment being maybe not as not as, as big of, you know, I mean, of a focus point as the future and the past are for people. I mean, I'm going to say that I totally concur. I agree. That seems to be the big focus. And that it's a reality is not can't be argued with but uh for me it feels really good to to kind of combine the future and the past into this now moment in other words getting rid of the gap between what i want to become and what i am what i am and this way i can live at the highest place of achievement every day and saying you know what what if that never happens? That thing I want to have happen? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I'm sitting here thinking about all this stuff that I, I'm sad about that I'm not doing, you know? 
But just go out and do what I want to do, you know. Like, that's why I started the job, and that's why I'm sleeping under a freaking bridge, and that's why I'm studying law. And when I'm ready, honestly, I think also I need to, I need someone to smack me or something like that, you know. Not in reality, in fact, or anything like that, but... Uh, <laughs> I was in a volunteer. <laughs> because... Because I want to go to, I mean, I, obviously I have, you know, some some child responsibilities, you know. I have to go and take care of my kids, you know. And at some point I need to stop doing the studies of the law and just go and do over there, you know. But I'm, I'm really struggling right now with the whole, like, uh, license to travel thing. And I'm going to tell you right now that I've discovered that California is not one of the states of the Union as it's defined under the Articles of Confederation, and so it's not a 13 colony. And it came in after the fact, and so therefore, I think they have, there's a lot of case law that people get to. Um, the The courts actually can license. I did see something about that, Donaldson. You're right. I did see that. Okay. And there's a bunch of them, you know. And I think Illinois is really going crazy right now on on this. I don't. Why? On, on, you know, they've got cases going to court proving that, uh, hey, we're not part of that, we're, you know, this, and all of this is all stirring up all of this, and it's so good. What happened in Oregon was illegal, you know, it, it, it all has to fit together, and it will, you know, and, what and we'll all get our kids back, I hope, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Patty, what was it you were saying about Chicago? I I didn't follow that. I didn't say Chicago. Oh, I thought you did. I know you said Oregon later, but I thought you said something that's going on in Chicago. Well, in Chicago, there was something that did go on where Trump was going to speak. Oh, yeah. You saw that. They blocked the highway and all that kind of stuff. You know... Fifty years ago when we were doing politics, do you remember how nice they were? They didn't talk bad about the other people. They didn't blockade them so they couldn't get here, you know. So I, it's just all crazy. And why would I get a letter from Hillary Clinton's campaign? <laughs> and, oh, here's the one part about it that you guys need to know. Let me go see if it's laying here. The address of her campaign is in Seattle, Washington. That's just the campaign headquarters for that state. For that state, each state has their own campaign, and uh, the volunteers for that state. That's really what it is. Are they volunteers, or are they getting paid, or are they stealing money from us? What you know? Well, that's what a pack is. It could be all three of them, but the the higher ups, the the supposed state leaders of the Democratic Party, I guess, Democrats and Democrats, and uh, what they're doing is the higher-ups get paid, the volunteers are that. They're volunteers, and they get nothing. And uh, part of the thing that uh, is, you brought out a good point. What is going on, again, is making people see how frivolous, how obnoxious, how demeaning, all the other adjectives you can put out there between these people that are wanting to be our president 
and especially when two of them are not natural-born Americans. And this, this is so blatant and so slammed in everybody's faces, and it's getting on the Internet so a lot more people are seeing it. So it's, it behooves us to be patient and continue our energy flow so that we keep our sense of what our balance is and what good we can do for those around us. That's why that golden rule is so priceless. It is totally priceless because it's all about love and showing people love. And, and you know what's interesting about that, what you said, was that it's a rule. It's not the law. It's a golden rule, isn't it? Which means that it, you don't have to even follow that to live a happy life, but you will reap the, revo- the rewards regardless because the golden rule is such that it's, it's the rule of manifestation, right? So therefore, you could, you could ignore it, but that doesn't mean it's, it won't exist. So, in, in a way, it's like the golden law, isn't it? Like, so I don't want to contradict myself, but the point is, it's like a golden law, right? Well, Thomas, it's what? And, and, well, I remember a while ago, I there was someone who, on one of the calls that I was on, who made the comment about fundam- being upset because, and this is the way I interpreted it and turned it around, um, somebody made the comment about fundamentalists saying that you've got to submit yourself to the will of God. Well, you don't have to submit yourself to the will of God, but if you are in tune with the universe, then things work. If you're not, it That's doesn't right. work. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And part of what you're saying and what a lot of people are getting to hear is what we used to do and and it worked was what they the the powers that be have diminished for the sake of control and that is an interesting foible for all of us because we keep not being sucked into that very premise and that's where you're learning so much about what is going on rather than what isn't going on. It's just a viewpoint on my part. <laughs> and um, someone also made the comment a little bit ago. Somebody used the word depression after we were talking about the whether you do something or you don't do something. And what I was noticing recently, I mean, I'm still one of the people on Facebook. I don't know how many of the rest of them. That's me getting ready for work. I'm listening. Go ahead. I don't know if that was me or not. I just turned my speaker off. Um, anyway, um, uh, the... There are so many people who do the opposite of what works in terms of laws of manifestation in silly posts that they make, where they keep themselves locked in negative patterns by what they're saying. Like, oh, I'm so depressed, or uh, can I get an amen for this stupid thing, or, you know, whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, I'm, I'm beginning to feel like uh, the process of teach, teaching people 
and this is a skill. This is one thing where I think I'm going to go next. Teaching people more about the skill of using their language more effectively. Because I think oh. that incorrect language is subverting so many yeah. of our intentions because people don't say it right. Hey, so, so you want to start a business? Um, yeah, I'd actually, I'm, I've got several things that I've got going right now. Tight, man. Hey, so let's contact me then, and because uh, I'm trying to get out of window cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think I'm, I'm intending to get a couple of websites done shortly. I've got a couple of books, uh, one finished and the other one partway finished. But uh, and and the second one is hooked on happiness. That's the one I'm really you know what cool about. you sound you sound intelligent, but you know why my business of window there cleaning has are. stayed stayed well, it keeps at you going. A, a level. Well, no. It's only stayed at one level, though. All right? I haven't progressed to the point to where it's made me wealthy, like in a way, like financially, because I didn't, I refuse to work with others. I can see how you do, because there's a piece of you. What I, what I dropped within the last year. Only on the window cleaning. I used to talking about to the window right, cleaning. and I don't need to be right anymore. I know. No, I'm talking about working with others. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not. It doesn't. It doesn't apply generally to me. I do like working with people. The main goal. I have chosen not to have anyone involved in my business of windows. But when it comes to the legal stuff, I incorporate everyone's knowledge. I'm like, I need as much help as possible. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So. That's why it's like, for that, I intentionally chose, and I didn't work with anyone, right? And my business didn't grow. But I, it just maintained, it's, I just kept it at a maintenance level. And right. I only brought I that up to show you that if you want to do something with the, with the uh, teaching people how to use their correct thought processes. No, then, that's absolutely what I want to do. I, I've then, had that. Then, I, I, I do too. What I'm trying to do is... I have had a bell curve of a project I've been doing with a couple of other organizations, and I'm at the tail end of the bell curve. I am in the process of turning over the bookkeeping and my records that are on my computer to somebody else and writing a website for them based upon mm-hmm. stuff that's been written for the last three years. Feel and free to mute maybe me. maybe writing a proposal. Then I'm handing it off so I can do my own stuff. Well, that sounds good. Very, very involved. Second son of Donald. Second son of Donald at gmail.com. Going out to you right there. Her name is what again? What? Deborah. 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 Deb. Okay, Deb. I didn't write it down Uh, yet. If you get a chance to read it. I haven't got my notebook out yet. I'm walking towards it. Now i got to find a pen and i got to see if it works. I will write that down. That's a bus right next to me. That's a bus. Your background is really tough. No, it's just a bus. I'm a bu- I'm in the city, you guys. You got to appreciate that, right? Okay. Second is that. I'm, okay. S e c o n d. Yes. Second. Son. Son. Oh. Uh-oh. Donald, come on down. You're the next contestant. Sorry. <laughs> at where? <laughs> uh, Price is Right. Uh, no, it's at Gmail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll send you something. Yeah, tight. Let's hook up. All right. I'm going to mute. All right. Good good day. Thank you. And it's not time for us to close down at 12.30. And I think we have to be 
really moved forward a lot today. And uh, it's great having all of you on here. Oh, it's really windy, uh, Donaldson. I'm just going to put that. Okay. Okay. Uh, because, there we are. Uh, it, it really is great. And I'd like to have you kind of talk, uh, think during this week as to how you want us to evolve in the next four weeks so that maybe we can come in with uh, even a more powerful energy vortex that can be whatever. I have no idea where it'll go or what it is. It isn't for me to be deciding. It is about all of us working together because we we all can assimilate so much. Clementina, did you want to say something? Oh, no, that was Patty. But it's, um, it, it really behooves us to be able to uh, move forward into an even bigger and better um, awareness for ourselves. Do you, can I say something? Absolutely. Do you know what we forgot to do that we really need to do? And Colin even sent me the kit. We oh need to have God. Colin teach us how to make uh, silver. Well, and also I had Colin prepare information on the um, the silver market because it's been changing so much, and he's done more work with silver. Do you want to take some time, uh, Colin, and, and give us some feedback on what is going on with the silver market that you've been able to glean? All right. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Silver market is in disarray right now. I saw a report a couple days ago that uh, Trish sent me, and uh, I'll speak right out at the front that I have never understood how the, the spot price of silver or gold is set. I've never understood it. It's really, I'm just not that, I'm just not that crooked and convoluted. But what I can do is tell you how much silver is in uh, U.S. silver coins. Dated, you know, dated from going back to the Revolutionary War to the, uh, 1964, actually within, actually in 1970, you know, with, and which coins and how much silver they have. Now, I have a reference book called United States Coins. And uh, I've been a collector since 1957. But uh, there's a chart in there that gives it. Now, I haven't checked it for today, but yesterday, the spot price of silver, 24 hours ago, was uh, $15.22 an ounce. My chart only drops down to $16 an ounce. Oh. I will give you, I will, send, I will send this to Patricia, and she'll forward it to you. But I will tell you right now how much silver is in these silver coins. And how much they're worth at $16 an ounce. So, 
here goes. All right? Yeah. All right. During World War II, from 1942 to 1945, the nickel, the Jefferson nickel, contained 35% silver. That coin at $16 an ounce is worth 90 cents. You know, face value is five, but the silver content has a value, you put it at a value of uh, 90 cents. Now, these coins are identifiable. Uh, you have to go to the reverse of the coin. That's the part of the coin that has, when you flip it over, it turns into... Uh, it shows the Monticello plantation. Now, in 1942, there was two series issues. Because of, because of the need for copper and nickel by the war industries, they had to reduce the amount of copper and eliminate nickel. So what they did, they... Uh, Created. Uh, you looking this up exactly? All right. Yeah. Nickels. But the pennies. Times. Okay, I went too far. how he talks to his book. Yep. There it is. Nickel. Yeah, here it is. Okay. All right. Oh. Did we lose him? Yeah, you're right? Yeah. Okay. I'm here. All All right. right. Wartime silver nickel. It contained. All right, they reduced the copper content from 75% to 56%. Silver was added, total 35%, and the remaining 9% of the weight is manganese. This was to eliminate nickel and reduce copper. Okay. This is why. And this, this coin was only issued to uh, 1945, just during the war years. Okay. Just one year? No. Uh, from 1942 to 1945. Okay. Okay. The in the pre-war and post-war standard copper nickel composition. The mint mark was to the right side of Monticello. The silver issues, 
the mint mark, is above the dome of Monticello. And this is the first time that Philadelphia actually had a mark, and they used the, they used a P. Prior to that, and after the war, when it was resumed, the pre-war was resumed, the mint mark uh, for Philadelphia was nothing. So in the, in the trade, it's called plain. Okay. And Denver had D, and San Francisco had S. And these coins uh, are a... Uh, They are silver, and, you know, 35% of them. The actual percentage of silver, the actual weight of silver in the coin, Do we lose them? Are are you okay? No, he's still here. Are you still on, Colin? We may have lost him. Colin? Still there. His battery went dead, though. Maybe. But anyway, what is he telling us? Well, it's, it's knowing that so much of what the silver is being quoted today and it being available are very dichotomy because so much is being manipulated. There's an article I was reading about this guy who um, actually, I have to put Colin on earlier, who actually had um, J.P. Morgan. It's called J. It's from the Pierpont Morgans that did all the uh, Titanic and making certain that the uh, other stuff that happened in the before during this well before the First World War and his manipulating of everything, banks, etc. Well, they're in the same ilk today in that they are actually manipulating the silver prices by putting a corner on the silver. They have bought silver in coins and and, and melted them down. Yeah, he, he dropped. And melted down into uh, bullion. They took the, the silver eagles and melted them down into bullion so that they have over... I'm going to, um, for the lack of remembering the right number, I'm just going to round it up. A hundred billion ounces of silver. So they're cornering the silver market. And what is uh, happening to the rest of the people trying to get silver is the issue of, well, there's, there he is, uh, is getting the. Um, I'm um, back. Uh, there you are. I'm back. Just a minute. And and it's about the the issue of how much real silver is going to be available once there is the resetting 
of what we that Clementina asked about. So there's there's they're doing the setup already. And right. it's about us being ready for whatever can be done. Go ahead, Colin, and so let's okay. give us a little education. I will continue. That. I will continue. All right? Yeah. Okay. That covers the information there, covers the nickel. But only those nickels from 42 to 45 have silver in. And the mint mark for the silver coin is above the dome of Monticello on the reverse of the coin. It'll be a D, P, or S. And usually they'll look kind of a black color because they're tarnished. And now dimes contain 0.072 ounces. And at $16 an ounce, they are worth $1.16. A quarter has uh, 0.181 ounces of silver and is worth $2.89 per ounce. You know, that's you know that's the that's the way to it. There's two half dollars now. Up to and including 1964, the half dollar contains 0.362 ounces and is worth Five dollars and seventy-nine cents. The other, uh, the, uh, the other half dollar uh, was issued from nineteen. It's the Kennedy series, issued from nineteen sixty-five to nineteen seventy, and it uh, and it's reduced silver content. Forty percent is what they dropped it to, and it contains one correction point one four. Eight ounces and has a value from silver of two dollars and thirty seven cents and the silver dollar all issues of silver dollars going all the way back to the first coins in the eighteen forties uh, contains point seven seven three ounces for a, a silver value of $12.38. For just one coin? These are the U.S. coins. Uh, and now... At that time. Right, but now silver is... Silver down. was removed from the coins generally in 1965. Okay. Except for the half dollar, and that was, re- it was finally removed from the half dollar in 1971. Okay. So that's why you have to watch them. That's why you got to check the dates. But all the reduced silver half dollars are Kennedy half dollars. And uh, you are not investing in silver when you buy this. This is called junk silver, generally. Mm-hmm. And you go to a coin store and buy them. What you're doing, you're not investing. You are taking your worthless paper fiat currency and bartering it for precious metal. 
Now, it makes no difference what the currency is going to be used in the future or anything else. Those coins will contain that amount of silver. The gold issues, which would be the $2.50, $5, $10, and $20 gold coins issued by the U.S. government until up until 1932. 33 issues were never, were never released, and they were melted down. But uh, all, those, all those things, no matter what, the, what, what comes along in the economy, those coins will still contain those stated quantities of precious metals. And what you're doing is you're buying something that's just going to take it frozen at the point you purchase it. And you will have that amount of silver. And the amount of silver will determine the value of the coin no matter what part of the world you're in, no matter what their currency is. Because gold and silver coins traded around the world for millennia. Mm -hmm. And the value of the coin, a value of a coin that was minted in Europe but used in Asia, still the value of it was determined by the metal of what they call specie, which was gold or silver. That determined value. And the bankers all around the world, and and the traders are all around the world, knew how much metal was in those coins, and they, you know, that they traded accordingly. But you will have it, no matter what. It cannot be taken from you by the government unless they just come and kill you and take it. It will not lose its value. It will always trade for something. So if I go down to the coin shop today to get this kind of junk silver, will they sell it to me for what you said it's selling for in the newspaper? Or because I'm in a coin shop, are they going to try to get more money? No, 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 no. That will determine, the spot price will determine the price, but there's a formula they use. Uh And uh, essentially, uh, the last last two times I purchased it, I purchased $300 each, and... Uh, came up with the face, you know, the, the face value of the coin. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you know that's what it was. And I bought the coin tubes and you know put it in the coin tubes and then left the store. But you know, there's a there's a slight premium there above spot. Slight. You know, they don't Not they double. don't stay in business. They, they don't stay in business unless they make money. Two, two, two. Okay. See? So there's a small premium. Uh, you know, I'm so glad that Bruce has all those coins. He's got lots of them. <laughs> Good. Hang on to them. Hang on to them. Check the dates and mint marks. When you, if you go to the coin store, what about coins? This is a question I have too. We have some coins that are old that are worth more. Because of the age and and stuff, than they would be because of the silver content. That's correct. This is why you have to check 
This is why you need to check the dates and mint marks. And you will need a reference book, which obviously you don't have. His is eight years old. <laughs> That's huh? what the problem is. What? I've got to buy him. His book is eight years old. I'll get him a new book. That's okay. irrelevant for the uh, uh, so value. Uh, you will need an up-to-date reference if you find one of the harder, the one of the scarcer ones, because to get the, the price, the, the current value. But the uh, old, the older reference. As long as it was printed after 1964, and in the case of dollars after 1970, it's going to list all the necessary other ones on there. And the, the junk, the junk, the junk, it has no collector value. And the, uh, it has only has the value because of its silver content. So it wouldn't even be in the books, right? Yeah, the looks. It's just the oh. absolute value, you know, for the collector side. Okay, okay, get it. I get it. I'm sorry. But look at the red book. It's called the official red book tied to United States coins. And uh, uh, the last time, let me look at this thing. What was it? Uh, where is it? Come on, be nice. I've had a rough day. Be nice. All right, it's about fifteen or sixteen dollars when I bought this one in nineteen twelve. I mean, yeah, nineteen twelve. No, no, oh. two thousand twelve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. Okay, but uh, he did say nineteen twelve. You guys, I heard uh, it. Yeah, I know. I know it. Uh, but it's uh. Uh, this one's the 2012. You'll need the okay. 2016. And uh, the, all the coin stops stop this book. Okay. Yeah, you know, and this is where you get this book from. Okay. But it's the official red book. It's a big, heavy book. And it has the whole history of United States coinage back to before the Revolution. And his is like that, but it's old. But okay, yeah, cool. Good. But you see, the dates and mint marks have to be checked. I have to go down to the hog shop and get those nickels out of the hog shop. <laughs> because they've what got day? those. I, he hawked a book of nickels. You know those books you buy nickels that you put nickels in, and it's yeah. got those. It's got all those forty-five ones that you're talking. All those. It's missing what? one nickel out of the whole yeah. book. Yeah. So, I got to go get that before the hot shop takes yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You recover okay. that. Yeah. Because you know they, they you know there's coins in there. If he's only if he's only one coin short of having a complete set, yeah, that's a uh, that will have a a, a premium. Yeah. Okay. As a collection. And so, some of them are in really good shape too. Okay. He taught so, you know, me about coins when I spent when I spent his hundred and seventy five dollar quarter on dog food. He taught me all about coins then, and he said, yeah. "Never kick me out of the house and then go buy dog food with my coins. Don't do that again." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did it too, Wonder. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. 
There are there are specific coins. Yeah. Okay, I will never get it. The the coin books for this for the displays. Uh, they don't. They, the the spot for this one coin. There's a plug in it because you, you won't find it. There was just there was not quite five hundred thousand of these these particular that year and mint minted. That's a dime. 1916 uh-huh. Denver Mercury dime, and uh, it starts at a thousand dollars in good wow. condition. Wow! Because they're extremely rare. That is the high point of the of the of the collection, and uh, I'll I'll basically never be able to get one unless it's pure luck. But that's the one for the dimes, for the Mercury dimes. Uh, the Roosevelt dimes, they're all pretty much, with a couple of exceptions, you know, they have a, a collector value of uh, $2, you know, a little over. That's all. There is one thing that is sick and sad, but that happens to Bruce all the time. Not all the time, but quite often. It's he'll go down to the 7-Eleven. And he can't even get the, in the car before he's looking at the changes, the change in his hands. And these stupid little kids in the neighborhood steal the coins from their families and then go spend them at the 7-Eleven. And the guy just puts them in the drawer doesn't realize that they're worth money. So. Yeah, it's stupid. I got, a, uh, I got a young woman in trouble when I was going to the community college 30 years ago. Uh I was getting dinner, you know, at the little cafeteria they operated. So there was a guy in front of me in a wheelchair, Vietnam veteran. Uh, he wasn't careful where he put his foot, and next thing is no, his foot was flying through the air, and he had a bloody stump, and Ouch. they couldn't fit a prosthetic to him. But uh, the, the money he, was, he paid for his meal with, one of them was a buffalo nickel which preceded the Jefferson nickel. And uh, she she rejected it. She wouldn't accept it. And I said, no. I looked at it. I could read the date and mint mark on it, and I gave him 50 cents for it. Because that's what it was worth, because you could read the date and mint mark. Uh-huh. And they're not silver. It's just the standard copper and nickel alloy. But that was the issue prior to the Jefferson coin being introduced. Uh And uh, uh, I reported her to her supervisor because as a cashier, she was required to know all the lawful money. Uh And she rejected it. She violated the uh, uh, legal tender law, which means they accepted for all debts, public and private. Yeah, I get. I, I gave the guy fifty cents for it. You still have it? Oh, you bet your ass I do. How much is it <laughs> worth now? How much is it worth now? I have no idea. Oh my those god! Coins are locked. Those coins are locked up in a vault. You know. When are we right getting now. married? When are we getting married? Yeah. Here's the thing. You have these, all right? Okay. Practically, you're going to be able to go and buy after. You no, know, after. Uh, uh, the paper goes to, goes down the toilet. 
you're going to be able to buy a gallon of gas or a loaf of bread for about, you know, for for a, one of these silver nickels or a dime. Okay. You'll be able to get a, okay. One of the things I did when I was a kid, okay, I would be sent down to the store with uh, me and my brother. We'd be sent down to the store with uh, a dollar. And we would come back with a gallon of milk and four loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. You will be able to do that again. And think about this. Okay. Uh, and uh, Patricia should Patricia should remember this. I remember the minimum wage being around around a dollar an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's one dollar in silver coins. You see? Yep. yep. So, you know, ten dimes, two half dollars. You see? That's the junk, you know, that's, you know, that's what it, that's what it was. So, actually, you know, the minimum wage has been largely keeping pace with the value that it was in the, the 50, late 50s and early 60s. What's interesting, the the coinage that I bought back in the either late 80s or early 90s are back to that price. I got junk silver, and they're right Mm -hmm. back to that price now. (laughs) Yep. The only thing that's going to change in the price quotes is the fiat currency that it's being valued in. The fiat currency is basically toilet paper. At least it would be if it wasn't so stiff. I know. I wish they would have made it softer, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But you see, that's the key. Uh, you know, if the fiat currency is, is so worthless that uh, a, a silver dollar is worth a thousand in the paper dollars, you yeah. haven't gotten any more value. Mm-mm. It just takes more paper to equal what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all you have to worry about. You are not investing it. You will not win, gain money. You will not lose money. Because no matter what happens, that coin will still contain that amount of silver. Mm-hmm. And didn't something funny, really funny, happen with gold and silver yesterday or the day before? Yeah. They both oh, yeah. went down at the same time. Yeah. That's manipulation. The, the thing has been manipulated for years. Okay. And once the fiat currencies are gone, the true value of the coins all over the world, all the issues of all the nations that are gold and silver, will float to their true value. Fields and fields of coins floating. Mm-hmm. I love it. What a vision. <laughs> All right. Well, in uh, 1900, you could take a $20 gold piece and walk into a, a store out where I am, out in the West, and you could do Patty in Spokane. And with that $20 coin, you could purchase 
a Colt revolver in 45 caliber, a holster, a cartridge belt, and 100 rounds, and it would cost you $20. Yes, Colin, but today, I could also yeah. get something you today, couldn't get. Yeah. I could have got a guy to come with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, put it this way, right? All right? The uh, same Colt revolver today, just the revolver, costs uh, fifteen or $1,600. Wow. See? Uh-huh. That's the amount of inflation that's been injected into our system. Right. The holster and the cartridge belt would cost $150 to $200. Wow. And the ammunition would cost 50 or 60 Oh, boy, the wages Uh-oh. and all that stuff went up slow. Did he, do- did he leave? And we're going to have to shut off right now because it's after 1 o'clock. So let's do the ho-ho-pono while we've got the recording. And I think Colin's phone finally died. Mine was dying. So uh, I'm still here. Colin, thank you so much for He's staying with us and that your phone died. I apologize. He's I'm there. not He's here. remembering that I wanted He's you here. to share this with us. It's so very important. He's here. He's so, going to leave um, the ho-ho-pono. Let's say the ho-ho-pono together. Um are you ready, Patty and, and Clintina? All right, Donaldson is listening, so we're we're cool. So all together. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. And yes, we do love each other, and we do give each other the uh, the support and the kudos and the way in which we all can grow from each other. This is what the energy is, the vibration that we're putting out there, that love will conquer all. Practice the golden rule. Give your golden rule to everyone that you talk to. And say it's the golden rule. Oh, I'm practicing the golden rule again. And now say that to other people. I said, that's what neighbors are for. We practice the golden rule. And the more we say that, the more it gets repeated, the more people start working together. And that is what we're here for, to help each other, to spread the wealth of who you are. So keep up the great work. Come on back next uh, Friday, and let's spread some more wealth around to everybody, the wealth of love. So spread your arms out. Give that wonderful I love you to everybody. One, two, three. (laughs) All right, everybody. I love you. 
And Love thank you, you so too. much for being hey. on the show with us. And we'll wellness of the golden that rule. Gave me. And we'll end the show and see you next Friday. Happy Easter, everybody. Have <laughs> a great Easter. The, pa- the pagan... Uh, the pagan ritual is totally I have never seen a rabbit lay a chicken egg. <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.